In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The hymns and scripture readings today depict the events on the night when Christ was betrayed by Judas and abandoned by his disciples, and even denied by Peter. Just prior to this, he had bent down to the ground and washed their feet. Only the poetry of the hymns can express the inexpressible. The Lord who made the lakes and the springs and the oceans, instructing us in finest humility, girded himself with a towel, and then he washed the disciples' feet. He was humble thus in his surpassing compassion, and he lifted us up from the pit of perdition, for he alone loves mankind. He who controls the lofty and uninhibited water in the ethereal sphere, and who bridles the abysses and restrains the seas, the very wisdom of God, now pours water into a basin, and the Master washes the feet of his servants. Christ had eaten and drank the Passover meal with his disciples. He had prayed over and blessed and sanctified the bread and wine and told them that it was his body and blood given to them and to many for the forgiveness of sins. When we read this heart-wrenching account, including the 12 gospel readings for tonight that depict the agony of his passion and crucifixion, there are really no words to describe the profound person of Jesus Christ. There is only silence and awe. Again, the hymns of the church express it in the only way possible, saying, He whom Isaiah proclaimed to be the Lamb comes to his voluntary slaughter. He gives his back to whips and his cheeks to blows. He turns not away his face from the shame of spitting. He is sentenced to a shameful death. The sinless one willingly accepts it all so that he might grant to all the resurrection from the dead. The word that should make us shudder here is voluntary. Christ is never a victim. He is completely in control and willingly allows everything to happen. This is true power. This is true love and true humility. There is so much profound irony in everything we are witnessing today. The hymns point this out as well. For example, Judas is truly a brood of those vipers who ate manna in the wilderness and murmured against the provider. For while the food was still in their mouths, the ungrateful spoke against God, and he, the impious, holding in his mouth the heavenly bread, plotted against the Savior how to betray him. O insatiable greed and cruel daring, he sold the one who fed him. He kissed the master and betrayed him to death. Truly the transgressor is a son of theirs and with them he has inherited perdition. But spare our souls from such inhumanity, O Lord, who alone are boundless in long-suffering. The message is that all of us are capable 
of acting like Judas because of our weak faith and our distorted human nature. The compassion and mercy of Christ is therefore all I can hope in. The only thing that will save me is His love and forgiveness. Let us not deceive ourselves and think that we are automatically saved because we are Orthodox and we were baptized, or because we fasted for 40 days during Great Lent, or we gave some money to the poor and donated something to the Church, or we went to confession, or we received Holy Communion. We are not saved by these things as if they were some kind of magic pill. We are saved through them, only according to the degree of our faith in and love for Jesus Christ, as is evidenced by the fruits of our repentance, that is, how much are we humbling ourselves and being honest with God, trusting not in our own deeds, but rejoicing in His compassion. By how much I am allowing the Holy Spirit to change me by finally admitting my utter weakness and nothingness, instead of clinging to and feeding my bad habits and passions through my stubborn pride? Is my Orthodox identity something I am or something I wear like a coat once in a while? Is my Orthodox faith something real that is expressed in externals or something shallow that depends on externals. Only when we are honestly struggling to live lives worthy of all these gifts we have received, and yes, failing miserably at it as well, can Christ heal and save us. It's not Christ who lacks the ability or power, but we who prevent Him by always relying on our own strength and will instead of humbling ourselves and crying out, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, a sinner. This paradox was revealed even to St. Paul when Christ said to him, My strength is perfected in weakness. In fact, this paradox is exactly what we are witnessing Christ undergo as well today. In his suffering, in his weakness, in His humility, He is the most powerful and the King of glory. Baptism, fasting, confession, the spiritual life, and all the sacraments of our Holy Church are gifts that Christ has given us. How we honor and experience them, how we allow them to change us, as well as how much we are grateful for them, makes us either be like Judas or the woman who brought the expensive ointment. Like us, Judas had received so much from Christ, but instead of being grateful, he became arrogant, prideful, greedy, selfish, hateful, cunning, and murderous. The woman, on the other hand, took it upon herself not to ask for anything, but to bring something she brought an expensive ointment and anointed Christ. She came in humility and love, offering something to Him 
knowing how much he had given to so many people and what he was about to accomplish for her and all mankind. She didn't only take, she gave. She gave what she could with love, humility, and gratitude. This showed the faith and Christ-like love that was in her, and Christ accepted it because it was pure and authentic. He saw himself in her. Today, Christ, the true high priest, stands before Caiaphas, the false high priest. He is condemned to die by those who were under condemnation of death themselves. In judging Christ, they judged themselves. Those who were full of murderous sin and deserving of death say to Christ, the sinless and innocent Lamb, He deserves death. How great the irony! How great Christ's humility and love to allow all this, remaining silent so that the plan of salvation could proceed. Truly, Christ came to save us not only from sin and death, but from ourselves. Glory to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.